0: Hello, welcome to Ask the Garden Geek. My name is Michael Crose. I am the chief geek in charge right here. On a day we're, we're recording on Friday, and and guess what? I woke up this morning and it was cold outside. It was fifty nine degrees. I had my ceiling fan on last night, and I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and with a chill. And I, you know, unplugged the ceiling fan, and and then I walked outside this morning at six thirty, and it was freezing. Ah. Oh. Anyway joining me this week from Miami is a guy I told you about. I told you about this guy. He's got a website called the Pest Geek Podcast.com and he has a podcast called surprisingly enough,
1: the Pest Geek Podcast.
0: And his name is Franklin Hernandez from Miami. Franklin, how are you, sir?
1: I'm doing excellent. Little warm today here, so I had no problem with my ceiling fan. Oh well, you're in
0: Miami. You know, you're yeah. 200, you're 239 miles from me. So yep. it makes it makes a big difference when you go down south. So I, I'm moving down there somewhere. I, I have to move where it's where it's warm. I invited Franklin today to talk about something that we're all involved in, and all of us use pesticides, like it or not. I'm going to tell you, Home Depot and Lowe's sell more pesticides to homeowners, and homeowners use more pesticides than any commercial entity out there applying pesticides. Uh, And it's lawn care companies and the pest control companies who seem to get the blame for everything. But we put out a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of pesticides. And the majority of these pesticides are put out by people like you and also me. Uh, because out in in my garage, I have pesticides. In the backyard, I have a plastic toolbox where I keep my organic pesticide because I can't stand the smell of it. I'm the only person in America who can't stand the smell of it, but I keep it out there. Uh, But we all have to deal with pesticide safety. Franklin, tell me a little bit about
1: how people are being overexposed to pesticides. Well, the biggest, biggest problem that they have is having them in their home Mm-hmm. Especially when children can reach them. Yes. That is the biggest concern that we have about pesticides because according to poison control, 90% of the calls they get about poisoning are in the home. And anywhere between 40 to 50% of those happen to involve children mm-hmm. under six years of age. So that's always the biggest concern, is it's on every bottle that says keep out of reach of children. And not yeah. only pesticides, cleaners, disinfectants pills, everything on it says, keep out of reach of children. So if they can reach it, that's a big problem. That's our it number is. one concern. That's, that's always been. It, it is a big problem.
0: And it's something that we all have to be aware of. And a lot of people buy pesticide ready to use. They'll buy a bag of something that they're going right. to spread on their landscape. But, or they'll buy something in a sprayer that they're going to spray. And that because it's, they're more apt to use it by label rates but a lot of people will go out and they'll buy a pesticide in its concentrate form that they mix up into their, you know, one gallon pump up poly sprayer that they bought and they go out and do that. And this is where I think we get into trouble because I've done a lot of public speaking all across the country and, and you've done a lot of public speaking and tell me if I'm right. Don't you hear like I do when people say, well, you know, the label said uh, to use three ounces in a gallon and I really want to kill them, so I use six.
1: Yeah, all the time. And you know what the biggest misconception is? Because you'll get this question. It says, is what you're applying safe? Yeah. What people think is what they're, applying, they're buying over the counter is weaker and safer than what we would be applying as pest control professional. And the reality is, it's the same. It's absolutely the same. It's the same thing, it's just that we buy it in a concentrated form and we have to dilute it to that legal level and they're buying in a ready-to-use form and they think, well, this is watered down. No, it's been diluted down to the right rate. It's not watered down, that it's less effective. So the misconception that over-the-counter and professional products are somehow inferior or that ours are stronger, we use that word all the time, stronger, uh, it's not the case. Um, That product is designed to kill. It's a convenience thing. You buy it, ready to use. You don't have to mix. There's a safety factor built in where you're not taking the risk of mixing a concentrate and it's just easier for you to apply it, but it works just the same.
0: And and by the way, that goes for both uh, chemical pesticides and natural pesticides. Absolutely. Natural pesticides, all say, keep out of reach of children. Yes. And they all have, you know, in natural pesticides, I remember in 1972, when you were but a, a tiny baby. Yes, I was. I was introduced to an organic pesticide called nicotine sulfate. Okay, and yes. I, I forget the name of the product. I think it was like black. It was black something. And it was a, a you know, a nicotine. And it was in a bottle, a glass bottle with an old label on it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and the gentleman, Garth Craig, an uh, old North Carolina farmer who was teaching me all this stuff, he said, make sure if you were going to use this stuff that you wear rubber gloves and you're really careful, he said, if you get that, the concentrate on your skin, he said, there's a good chance you're going to go into convulsions and die. I said, wow.
1: Yeah. And that was a natural organic product. It's organic. Yeah. Organic doesn't mean safe. Organic means it breaks down in the environment. Right. And it's an organic compound. It has a carbon compound in it, but it doesn't mean that it's safe. And I get upset about that. When people start talking Well, organic products are safe. Um they're no, not. They break they're breakdown in the environment and they don't pollute the water and they don't pollute the ground. Uh that's what when we think of the environment, we're thinking of the whole ecology. You know, so right. we're thinking about the bugs and we're thinking about the beneficial, and we're thinking about the toads, and most people are thinking about their children and their pet. Right. And there's the big the big disconnect that we have where in that area. So what
0: should a homeowner use? Say a homeowner has a lawn that mm-hmm. that gets grubs. Right. What, what is Franklin's recommendation to get rid of grubs in a yard? Well, you want to do organic or do you want to do synthetic? I want to do something that's, that I don't have to worry about my grandkids.
1: Well, the biggest thing is going to be, let's say, a uh, milky spore. Yes. Now, with milky spore, you can apply it, but you have to make three to four applications in a period of time before that milky spore will last those you know, five, six, seven, 10 years. Right. So, so you, you can't do it once and it has to be done on a preventive mentality basis, not when the grubs are eating your lawn because it doesn't work that way. Right. So so you have to build that bacteria up in the soil so that the grub contracts milky spore disease. Um, and so you build that up over time, you have to do several applications. So that's your safest way of doing it. All right. Uh,
0: my shrubs have scale. What am I going to do? And I understand. I got I got five grandkids. Well, right. if I have five kids; they're all adults now. But I got five grandkids. The oldest one is eight years old. What am I going to do?
1: If you've got scale, my favorite thing. We we all on our business. We're probably on all shrub spray. We're ninety five percent essential oil. So and very few plants that we can't solve with essential oils. <coughs>
0: Is there any commercially available, like at the Home Depot and Lowe's, essential oils that people can go out and buy?
1: They're ready to use. They got a couple of lines. They keep changing the lines yeah. um, on that. So it's kind of hard for people to keep up because they don't understand. Let's, we'll talk a little bit about mode of action and which one works best for what insect. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, if you've got a good blend of essential oils, when you look at the label in the back and it says thyme oil and eugenol and clove oil, those are highly effective for controlling those scale insects. Sesame seed oil. Sesame seed also. It also does well for nematode control uh, with sesame seed oil. Really? And, yeah, they got a new product that just came out for nematode control in lawns, and it's sesame seed oil-based.
0: I had I had no idea. I've been out of the lawn business for so long because that yeah. was, you know, nematodes, especially in South Florida where you live, Yeah. St. Augustine grass is going to get stained lance nematodes Especially for people who over fertilize and they're going to, you know, the, what is it? Is it the sting that is the endoparasitic and the lance is the ectoparasitic or did I reverse that? I don't know.
1: Honestly, I I don't even know because we don't deal a whole lot with it. We know that through cultural practice and through trimming back a lot of that fertilizer, uh, building up the soil biology, we, we kind of control that for our clients. Um, but I don't, and especially when I'm talking to the client, he doesn't care the difference between a stinging one and an unstinging one. He just yes. wants it gone. <laughs> so, exactly. yes. so a lot of the time, but we do that with soil biology and correcting the enzymes in the soil and, and feeding it the right stuff. You're
0: speaking my language. You, you make good soil. Garth Craig told me in 1972, yeah. he, he said, make good soil. You're going to have good plants.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what we focus on is, and we got really bad soil down here. Um, if we got any at all, because right. everything is, you know, calcium carbonate, really high, um, really calcareous, high pH soil. Yeah, um, we do too. Yeah. And so it's really tough in Florida. So that, in at least in South Florida for us, that's yeah, the biggest you, you
0: go 30 miles that way, you know, to the west of, or to the east of us, and then the soil is a little bit better. But here on the coast where I live, uh, yeah. it's sandy soil, coast pH 7.8, you know, things like this. Yes. So you know, I'm I'm liking the, you know we used to use a lot of soil acidifier, right? Uh, now and then you know sulfur, uh, right. you know th- this type of thing to to uh, help with yeah. that. Yeah,
1: we're at oh, eight point five in Miami Dade on most of the soil. Wow,
0: competing. that's yeah. how you really growing anything? Day. How you growing anything? It's now? a miracle. It adapts. That is, yeah, it has to. That is yeah. incredible. Absolutely wonderful. Now, tell me a little bit about pesticide labels. Everybody who goes to Home Depot or Lowe's or Ace Hardware, they're going to buy a pesticide. It has a label on it. Yeah. Nobody, nobody seems to read it.
1: No, it's- they think it's a suggestion. Yes. Yeah, so most people don't read allies that that label, and we're, we're talking about legal stuff for us as pest control people, but the homeowner has the same. On the label, it says, you know, warning, keep out of reach, of children. it says, underneath it has a cautionary statement. It says, you know, it is against the law to apply this product inconsistent with this labeling. Well, what the heck does that mean? Uh, Inconsistent with this label, it means if you apply it the wrong way, you violate federal law because you're applying it to soil, you're applying it in the home. So the idea is, it tells you, you must read this label completely before applying it. And the reason people say over-the-counter products don't work is because they don't apply it according to that label direction. Yes. Because they don't understand the relationship between that chemistry and the insect biology. And the label tells you, if you apply it this way, it works for this purpose. So if it says it kills on contact, well, you know, it's a contact only, you're not going to solve an infestation in a home. So by reading that and understanding that you will get probably, I mean, off the bat, you will have twice the success that anybody who did not read that label would would have gotten with that same product.
0: Exactly. And by the way, I think all the pesticides that are on the market right now are safe if used by according to label instructions.
1: Yeah, so and these and are and all might, EPA we approved. Might,
0: we might debate about that. Uh, there are some insecticides that I personally would just never use that are legal. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't use anything above a caution. In pesticides, yeah. there's actually now four label uh, categories. There's danger. Don't ever right. use it. Never use it. Never. never had it in my company. There's warning. Don't use it. Never had it in my company. You know, I don't have it. Never my- needed it. Caution, which is probably what, until recently, the most least toxic. And then right. there's the new one, which is
1: generally regarded as safe. Yeah. So you've got, and, and even even in that, um, with synthetic pyrethroids now, you even have them where they don't even have a cautionary statement because they're so much safer than they used to be right so they don't even have that so and then you have the um generally regarded as safe the you know the food grade products the natural products right which are really food grade uh materials a lot of them and that's why they're they're generally regarded as that i always concern about those products is allergies because people can be allergic to them natural oils will trigger allergies
0: yes uh and also diatomaceous earth the the uh food grade diatomaceous earth the Fresh water, uh, uncalcinated, not the filter stuff, but the uncalcinated natural diatomaceous earth is very effective. But I only I use it very sparingly outside because I there was a time when I would just go put it in a little hand spreader and Mm. I just hit all my shrubs with it. I just, you know, put a little coating of diatomaceous earth everywhere. It it was killing all the beneficials. So now I'm very specific when I use diatomaceous earth. It's a very yeah. effective natural, you know, natural cure.
1: Yeah. But you,
0: I don't you don't put it everywhere. And Especially
1: I, inside. Yeah. People I, I see people doing bed bug service uh, and they're and they're spreading it all over their house and then they're using they're gonna breathe it in.
0: Yeah, and, and if you that's have not a, how
1: you use if it. If you have an
0: older person or you have young children or you have pets yeah. that are older pets, you know, that you're just breathing that that stuff in and it's yeah, terrible. put
1: it in voids under the kitchen cabinets, in a void, in a wall, uh, in a crack, in a crevice, but never widespread. You never put anything like that widespread open.
0: When my 24-year-old was a three-year-old, he went uh, to a Christian daycare, not far from here, that we took him to uh, three days a week. He just went there three days a week. And I went there to pick him up on a Friday and they had, they had a big sandbox out there that mm-hmm. Zach used to love to play in. And it had all this stuff in it. And they had it all roped off where you couldn't get in there. And I said, what's going on? She goes, we don't know what to do. Can you help us? We have ants. I said, let's go take a look. And there were like four, four big ant piles out there. Right. And said, can you spray it for us? I said, no, man. My kid plays in here. Uh, and I just happened to have all natural diatomaceous earth. I said, this is going to take a little while, right. but we're going to make it work. And there was a big stick. I found a big stick. I went out and got my diatomaceous earth and I scattered the the mound and the ants just came flying out. And then I just sprinkled the diatomaceous earth all over all the mounds after I right. disrupted the mounds. And sure enough, many of them died. I said, I'm coming back tomorrow, which is Saturday, and I'll be back after church on Sunday. And went back and they, the population just reduced, reduced. And right. by Monday, I came, you know, when I, I, I went there on Monday and uh, there was just a tiny bit left. I said, let's just do one more and killed it 100% natural. But it was specific right to an area. She goes, don't you want to put that everywhere? I said, no, because if the kids get out here and run around, it, it pops up as a dust. I want to use it in a very specific area. right? And it worked. It was 100% yeah. effective. Of course, I, would, I, I think I made four applications on it in four days, but it worked. Broke yeah. down their waxy coating, killed them, no chemical. Then as it got into the sand, it actually helped condition. It's a soil conditioner.
1: Yeah. So it, uh, it, it, I always huh. say targeted pest control. The more you can find out and learn about how that pest behaves, the easier it is for you to control them because you're not, it's like taking a shotgun approach in the dark. You know, you can be a sniper or you can take a shotgun approach. The more the customer can learn about that insect, my favorite is the university websites where you can go to University of Florida, the IFAS, pull up the sheets, learn about that pest, learn everything you can about that pest. That's what's going to help you control that pest.
0: Exactly. The more you know, the more you can get them out of your life. Yes. If that only worked for ex-wives. Anyway, uh, but, uh, (laughs) and actually now I know a lot. Uh, But anyway, Franklin, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. you. You've been a wealth of information. He has this really cool podcast where he teaches you all about, you know, safe, safe pest control and effective pest control. It's called the Pest Geek Podcast. I ran into you about, I don't know, several months ago. I said, who is this guy? Who is Essie? He? he knows his stuff. And and then there you are. You know your stuff. And we agree
1: on on everything. That's, and that's amazing because nobody agrees with me on anything. And, so. I, and,
0: and <laughs> I agree with you on everything. So it, it's just amazing. Thank you so much, Franklin, for being Thank you. You've been generous. Today. Thank you Bye. so much. Take care.